Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Um, I want you to open up your heart and your mind to um, the biblical principles we're going to really explore now and hear some of God's Word. I want to encourage you to think about some of this stuff in in your context. Um, And even though we're talking about motherhood, a lot of the stuff we're going to discuss now is really going to be able to speak to each area of your life, whether you're a mum, whether you're a young guy, whatever it is, I really believe that God can speak to you to have an open heart. But hey, we're going to have four great women of God, four great leaders in our church come up and share, three of uh, whom are mums and one who is not, who we thought would be great to hear hear their voice and their perspectives on some stuff, which would be really important for us this Mother's Day. So if we give a big warm welcome to Pastor Donna, Pastor Amber, Div and Georgia, as they come on up, give them a big warm welcome. Well, thanks everyone for coming and being available to share with us this morning. And uh, we do all appreciate you all and what you contribute to our church, but then also who you all are individually as people. Um, I know personally, Bianca and I look up to you guys in some way for sure in in our lives and uh, especially getting to work close with Amber and Div. We really honour all of you guys and what you've sown into our church and who you are. So I think we should give them a round of applause, everybody. All right, so we have pre-prepared questions. I'm not going to drop any exciting things on the spot for you. We've, we've thought about this and uh, got some scripture to speak into these things. And so what I thought we could do is start with Georgia, who is pregnant with baby number two. Uh, we're very excited about uh, Princess Smith coming. Um, but Georgia, what has motherhood taught you or shown you about God? Yeah, cool. So I think that... In a culture that is very much focused on immediate gratification and achievement and the seen and the celebrated, going into a season of motherhood, God has really revealed to me this beautiful slow pace at which he works. And I think very often in scripture, we read that although God can do things very quickly and instantly, he often chooses to do things over a long course of time and over lifetimes and perhaps even generations. And I think there's some beautiful examples of that. Abraham and Sarah come to mind in their wait for the promise of Isaac. I think Jesus comes to mind who spent most of his life in anonymity before he stepped into public ministry. And I think even in a broader sense, the redemption of humanity through Christ took place thousands of years and countless generations after the fall of Adam and Eve, even though God could have done it very quickly if he wanted to. And I think as a mum, the days can feel so full and so busy and yet almost like they're not amounting to anything because there is no achievement or accolade that you're going to receive or certificate. It's not a means to an end kind of position. It's very much a case of you are in an unseen season of just trying to love your children well and that's very full. So at times I've definitely felt the pressure to try and cram in and add in achievement if I possibly can. But God has really reminded me that he has this beautiful part of himself that does not rush and is very slow and 
I think that has been very comforting for me in this season. And I know in Galatians 6, 9 in the ESV, which they might have on the screen, it says, and let us not grow, grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And yeah, I found that very comforting in this season. That's flipping good. We should give, give Georgia a clap. Um, Pastor Donna, could you share on that too? So what has motherhood taught you or shown you about God? Well, I think um, what motherhood has taught me is how much God loves us. Because I remember when um, my first child was born, Laura, I just immediately fell in love with this baby and would have done anything for her. You know, like stay up all night, clean up poo or vomit, or <laughs> which I would never have done before. But <laughs> before she was born. But I suddenly got the revelation of how much God loves me. If, if me, as a, as a failed human, could love this child so much, how much more could God love me? And the Word of God says that we are the apple of His eye, which means you are His favourite. I am His favourite. And when I then had consecutive children, I realised there was more love to give. There wasn't it wasn't just this one child was going to receive all my love. It was there was room for another child to love and another child to love. And so God showed me, A, how much he loves me, but also how much he loves you. And so then others became more precious to me too because I realised, wow, if I love this baby so much and God loves me that much and he loves you that much, that um, it, it just blew my mind just how much love... God has for us. And so that's what um, having children really showed me was, gosh, God, you really love me and I'm your favourite. And um, that, was, that was really special. And I walk in that every day knowing I'm so loved by God and he's on my mind. Like he, I'm on his mind, should I say. I'm on his mind all the time, just like my children are on my mind all the time. So that's what God so good. has shown me. Um, Pastor Amber, could you share a time or a moment from being a mum where God really taught you or met you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think a time where God really taught me uh, was in a time where my kids were starting to get old enough to do their extracurricular, you know, all the experiences, the sport, the, you know, lessons after school and... You know, in that, you know, it's very easy, like what Pastor Sue was saying on the video, it's very easy as a mum to get caught up in comparison and what are they doing, what are those kids doing, what are those, how are they going at school, how are they going? And, and actually God really taught me in that moment that actually he has created my kids for a purpose and actually that his purpose for my kids and his purpose for us, every one of us, is much bigger than what extracurricular activities they do. His purpose for them goes far beyond how well they go at school and um, and their academics or the experiences that I give them. And so, um, you know, that scripture in Ephesians, I think it is, let me just find it. Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us 
in advance for us to do. And actually God's really taught me and it's a real releasing thing to realise that I don't need to earn or, you know, my kids don't need to earn their purpose, but actually God's put that on them already. But actually for me as well, something that God has consistently reminded me is that um, the best thing that I can provide for my kids is not all of the opportunities that the world gives, but the opportunity to be planted and to build his house and actually that their destiny... Um, He's got an eternal destiny for them, an eternal purpose that their purpose is meant to impact eternity. And so actually their destiny is caught up and wrapped up in building this house. So far above all of the needs of the extracurricular, academic, sport, instrument, all of that stuff, the most important and significant thing that we can provide for them as parents is actually planting them here where their destiny can get unravelled in God's house. So good. Um, Pastor Davinia, there can be a range of reasons that Mother's Day can be a difficult day for people. Um, what, what could someone do if Mother's Day um, is a difficult day for them? Or, or how could you encourage someone um, who's having a tough time today? Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's many reasons why this could be a bit of a tricky day. And I think one of those reasons can be living in that tension of an unfulfilled desire to be a mother. Uh, which some of us might relate to. And so an encouragement for those of us who are there or living in the tension of any unfulfilled desire really uh, is that in Jesus, our unfulfilled longings are actually an indicator of our hope. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, if you have a secular worldview, life is basically we live and our desires either are fulfilled or they're not fulfilled and then we pass on. And so everything hinges on things going a certain way in this life because that's all there is. But when we walk with Jesus, we can know that there is meaning even in our unfulfilled longings because ultimately our deepest longing comes from the one who created us and created our need for him. And in Revelation 21 verse 3 to 4, it talks about the new heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. And it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And when it talks about he will wipe every tear from our eyes, that means every kind of tear. Tears of disappointment, of rejection, of loneliness, of loss, of yearning. You know, one day we will be with God and we will want for nothing. But until then, we are able to live on this earth in the tension of unfulfilled desires whilst learning and choosing to desire him more than anything else. So good, Div. So good. Um, Pastor Donna, I wonder if you could speak to that question too. So what could someone do if uh, today's a difficult day for them? Um, I think I think understanding, as Pastor Div has just so beautifully articulated, that Jesus identifies with our pain. So when we are in pain ourselves, then we can identify with Jesus because he identifies with you. And so I think knowing that, knowing that Jesus sees you, that he knows your pain, that your pain is valid. But I think we're not meant to stay in that space. And so I would encourage you to, um, you know, cry your tears to Jesus, but then get up and turn around and see what you can do. So if you've lost your mum, then find another mum and bless them. What about a spiritual mum? 
And what about if you haven't had a baby yet and you desire that, then celebrate another person's joy. The scripture talks to that. It says, weep with those that weep, celebrate with those that celebrate. And so I just want to encourage you, look beyond yourself if you can. Get up and do something for someone else. I know when I'm feeling a bit sorry for myself, if I can just do something for somebody else, it makes me feel better. So... um, Pastor Amber likes coffee. Buy her a coffee. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> awesome. Um, Georgia, um, so how can I, not I, but a mum, um, <laughs> navigate the tension of being mum but also being uh, themselves? or being Yeah, so the tension of being mum but also being me. Yeah, great. So I think for me this tension has really presented itself in my life as a dichotomy of being tempted to either place too much of my identity into motherhood or feel as though my identity is being diminished by motherhood. And so I think in the former instance, that has very much looked like my becoming very insular, very stuck in the motherhood bubble, unable to kind of break out of that or talk or think or do anything else. And it's almost as though I gain this sense of I'm complete as a person because of the fact that I'm a mum, which is really my drawing my identity from my son. And I think in the latter instance, it's very much felt as though I'm losing myself to motherhood, which I think naturally comes from the fact that you don't have the time and the resources that you used to to pursue your own interests and desires. But again, that is placing all of my identity in those desires and in those interests. So I think for me, God has really spoken to me about how I am first and foremost a daughter of him. And it's a lot more about who I am and then what I do is always secondary. And I think that applies very much to vocabulary marriage, parenthood, whatever it is. But I've actually found a lot of really identity-affirming scripture in the second half of the book of Isaiah, which I know might sound quite obscure, but if you read it through the lens of I'm a part of God's chosen people and I'm a part of his redeemed people and I'm loved and he has mercy for me, then it really speaks to that. And I've got a little snippet of Isaiah 43, verse 4 to 7, which is a little bit long, so bear with me. But it says, Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you up from the west. I will say to the north, Give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who was called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And so I think for me, holding this tension well has looked like my feeling as though I'm neither completed by nor diminished by motherhood, but rather it's a beautiful part of the season that I'm currently in with God and I'm always a daughter of him first. That's awesome. So good. So good. (laughs) Pastor Amber, how can I I continue to trust God with other hopes, dreams and desires in what can seem an all-consuming season? (laughs) Good question. I think um, for me, because it is a full season being mum, it's, um, I think that scripture, um, let me bring it, Matthew 6.33, the Bible says, um, put first the kingdom of God and all else will be added. And I, need, I think in that scripture, like our dreams, our hopes, all our desires, we need to trust that as we put him first, that actually he's got our backs and he put those desires and he put those dreams in us and um, that actually also there's a season for everything. And um, in every season, we need to understand that God has designed us and has purpose for us and he's training and he's preparing us. And I think in motherhood, actually seeing 
the early days and every season of motherhood, every season of our life, understanding that God is in that and His purpose in that is to prepare, prepare us and train us for everything else that He's got for us. There's a great scripture, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, and it says, there's an appointed time for everything and there's a time for every event under heaven and and for everything, there is a season. So just remembering that our, our life is seasonal. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. Um, Pastor Div, I love what you shared on this last service. Who is a mother in the Bible whose story encourages you? Yeah, I, well, I love the story of Leah, who was one of the mothers in the Old Testament we read about in Genesis. And uh, her story is that she found herself in this marriage, uh, unwanted and unloved, and essentially a debt to be paid off so that her husband Jacob could marry her sister, who was the one that he really loved, uh, which is very rough. And keep in mind, different cultural context. Um, but her initial response to this was to do everything that she could, to have as many babies as she could, to make her husband love her. Um, do we have time to read the scripture? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Genesis 29, 32 to 35, it says, Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. She conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, because the Lord has heard that I am not loved, he gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. Again, she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, now at last my husband will become attached to me because I've borne him three sons. So she named him Levi. And then she conceived again, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, this time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah, and then she stopped having children. And so no matter what Leah did, she couldn't change her circumstance or her pain. Having babies didn't make her husband love her. But by the time she had her fourth son, she had a perspective shift from focusing on her pain to praising God. And she said, in the midst of my pain, in spite of my pain, I will praise God. And from that point in time, her story, the way that she saw her life changed and shifted. You know, her husband never loved her the way he loved her, um, his other wife, but he did honour her. And Leah found honour in her role as a mother and happiness in God. And that point, that shift point when she had her son Judah, from that came the tribe of Judah and then came the, lamb of Ju the lion of Judah. Jesus. And so we see this beautiful picture of how she was living in a story that she would not have chosen herself, but God was able to use her acceptance of her pain and her praising him to actually bring about the restoration and the salvation of the world. Um, and so too can be for us if we choose to give him our pain. So good. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, well, hey, if the worship team could prepare to join us, we'll just do one last question. And uh, the question is, mums serve us every day. How can we see and serve mothers in our daily lives? Georgia, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Weighing in on that, yeah. Yeah, so I think that the more that we place value on the unseen seasons of life and the work that God does there and the character that he builds there, the more that naturally lends itself to seeing and valuing and appreciating mums. And I know for me, stepping into motherhood has really opened my eyes to see the mothers and the grandmothers in my world as these women with so much wisdom to offer, not just necessarily into motherhood, but into so many different facets of life. The skills that they have, the patience, the grace, the empathy, the ability to lead yourself through extremely emotionally pressureful situations. 
uh, is so transferable to so many different parts of life. And so I think that the more that we can celebrate that and see that and place value on those things, even at times these mums have sacrificed academic like academic accolades or achievements or whatever it is in order just to love their children. And I think putting the value on that where it belongs is so incredible. And I think that's how we can appreciate them more. That's awesome. Um, Pastor Donna? <laughs> just say thanks. <laughs> I... <laughs> Look, I think um, mums by nature, (laughs) see, somebody needs to say thanks over there. Um, Just by nature, we we don't do it for any other reason that we love our kids and we love the people around us, but just sometimes noticing and saying thanks is all we want. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's all I want. Mom, that's all. <laughs> Come on. Well, thank you everyone for sharing and church. Can we just thank everybody for coming and being a part of that? And uh, church, why don't you stand together? We're, we're going to worship. What we're going to do right now is we're just going to sing to the Lord for a moment and then we'd love to give an opportunity to pray with some people. So team, why don't we sing? Let's worship the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.